today on the Bill Kelly Show on AM 900 CHML. You've seen the ads on television. Get rid of your used gold. Get rid of the stuff that's been sitting in the door for the last 20 years. Bring it into us and we'll give you cash for it. It sounds pretty enticing, right? Uh, they also could say, hey, uh, if you've just ripped somebody off and you've uh, stolen some merchandise or jewelry from them, you can also take it into us. Because, I mean, uh, oftentimes they don't know this. Well, there's a, a new set of rules that City Council is uh, about to vote on. It was passed at the planning committee yesterday. And uh, we're told today that this actually could just be the beginning of a, a series of pieces of legislation to try to deal with this new phenomenon that is uh, causing some angst, obviously, in the community. Sam Marillo, the Council for Ward 4, joins us here on the Bill Kelly Show to talk about this. Morning, Sam. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, Bill. And yourself? Good. Let me, uh, first of all, uh, talk about what happened yesterday at Planning and Active. I know you were certainly aware of, of the motion that was going forward to this, and I know you've actually got a companion motion to this. So let, let's talk about what they did yesterday and, and, and why this was so necessary. Right. Okay, well, about four years ago, uh, Jody uh, Formosi, who really must be applauded for, for really taking the lead on this particular issue, um, she lives on the East Mountain. She contacted uh, not only her counselor, uh, Jackson, um, who really has been a champion on this front as well, but also contacted a number of others, uh, other counselors, including myself. And at that time, she was uh, somewhat disillusioned by the fact that the pawn shops were turning a blind eye to the merchandise that they were purchasing, hence perhaps creating an underground market or being part of the problem as opposed to being part of a solution. So as a direct result and as a result of Councillor Tom Jackson's incredible work on this file, it literally led to um, a series of consultations and bringing in all the stakeholders and drafting uh, legislation and or a bylaw which incorporates a scenario where we can separate the bad operators from the good and ensure that those that are, and mo- the vast majority of these operators are good operators. And, and, be- and they can become a part of a solution and not part of the problem of the underground market that many of were profiting from. So as a result, we now have a systemic process in place uh, through this relationship built, with the, built between the industry, police, and the city, uh, to ensure that there's accountability on both fronts. So now uh, the industry is required by law to provide weekly updates of, uh, of any merchandise purchased at the pawn shop level. And that, in essence, then becomes a cross-reference list for police of any, uh, of any stolen goods that may have uh, occurred in that, past, in that last week or beyond. So it, it does lead to a a real systemic process that finds real solution to a presenting problem that we encountered once uh, Jody brought this forward years ago. You made a, an interesting point that I think bears repeating here too, Sam, is that uh, this, is, this is not to cast aspersions on, on the industry and on people that own pawn shops and, and, and these sorts of facilities, uh, these, uh, you know, where you can take in your, your gold, et cetera, and get cash for this. Uh, I mean, you sat on licensing for years. You chaired the committee for many years, of course. Uh, and, and, you know, there, there are one or two bad apples, and, and it can put a bad reputation on everybody. But I guess the, the intent of this law, this bylaw in this case, is to extract those bad apples. Uh, it's, not, it's not a shot at the industry. It's a shot at the bad apples within the industry. Exactly. And by doing this, not only are we targeting the bad apples today, but we're also mitigating any new developments along those lines because now with these new restrictions, it becomes far more difficult for them to operate under the systemic process, which leads to more accountability. Now, you, obviously the staff and, and as, you, as counselors who were interested in this and, and knew the story of Ms. Formosi about this, 
uh, had to do some research on this. Were we doing enough in the past? Was this a tool that was missing? Uh, were police dedicating enough time to this? Were, did, the, did the city have the resources to be able to deal with these problems? Because I know as we hold, uh, heard Jody's uh, story, Jody Formosi's story on this, she basically took this upon herself to go and do the investigation on this uh, and put in a lot of time and a lot of legwork uh, to make this done and then presented you with the results. And it was, it was a pretty shocking story, wasn't it? It really was, and disheartening as well in the sense that um, everywhere she turned, she was faced with frustration. And her frustration became ours, and as a result, uh, it led to the bylaws that were passed. And I think in the past, the, both the police services need to be commended because they were using the tools uh, that were at their disposal at that time. And the good players or within the industry were voluntarily doing a, a number of the issues that we're now legislating. So now we're making it mandatory, which, again, squeezes out the bad players, basically just enhances what the good players were already uh, doing and leads to a more cooperative relationship between the city, police, and the industry itself to ensure more accountability and protect people from uh, this type of uh, nefarious behavior. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And listen to The Bill Kelly Show weekdays from 9 to noon on AM 900 CHML.